Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. My name's Lisa. I'm from Ontario, Canada, but I'm an OTR truck driver. Um, Mark and Charity, you guys are great. But I think we need to start Team Sophie, the crime kitty. You guys are tied, Team Sophie. Let's be gone. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. I agree. Team Sophie. That would be cute, Team Sophie. I actually are had... Are we doing t-shirts that say Team Sophie? We should. That, I think, would be really cute. I, I got to get on it. So I had somebody here this weekend who's a crime creep as well, but I know them from a, a different scope of my life, but they are they were a crime creep before I knew them, and they actually got to meet Sophie the Crime oh, Kitty this weekend. Oh, what did they say about Sophie? Everybody loves Sophie. Everyone loves Sophie. She's the best cat in the world. She's meowing outside the door right now because she wants to come in. She does. And she drives me nuts. She does. She's meowing really loud, actually. I'm surprised you can't hear it. <laughs> I think I said it that day, because uh, when I did that Facebook Live when you were oh, sick, yeah. like I brought her in to show everybody, and I just set her down, and she, she like tore, tore jumped over. On my side, guys. <laughs> Charity's not side, side. Jumped up the chair and like started clawing, pulling down the green screen behind Charity's it was chair. Almost like, it was almost like, I'll show her. She's not here. <laughs> She's like, let's have some fun. <laughs> I was like, and I'm trying to like be professional on the show. And I'm like, dirt, dirt, dirt. I'm watching her in my peripheral vision, just like destroying the green screen. <laughs> I'm like, I love this cat. She's so cute. She's something. Ah, well, that was some good feedback from last uh, episode. Oh, definitely. I enjoyed it. Guys, you want to go ahead and follow the show. It is Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. You want to go ahead and follow me, which you should. I implore everybody to follow not Mark B on Instagram. And I guess you could follow charity underscore case watch if you had to. I don't know. Thanks, She's guys. I giving me this it. weird look over there like, I hate you. I appreciate the support. <laughs> hey, I, love I post it. some fun things about funny things about you on my Instagram. I should follow you. you- <laughs> guys, he does follow me. <laughs> the look on her face is like, I'm like, Really? I do. I like to poke fun at Mark over there sometimes. You know what I like is when our crime creeps go to 603-212-4600 and leave us a voicemail like Lisa did at the beginning because I love getting them. 
And I love it too because Mark, of course, hears them first, but I hear them for the first time on air and they bring me joy. I love them. We're running low. I only have a couple more, guys. So get a hopping. Get hopping. Talk about whatever you want. I don't even care anymore. I just love the fact that you guys call and interact. The funnier, the better. Oh my God, yeah. Be your own comedian. I love it. I do too. It's hilarious. I have had a couple good ones come in. I can't wait to uh, hear the ones that come in now. And guys, do yourself a flavor or better yet, do us a flavor. It would be a big flavor. Go to Apple Podcasts, search out Case Watch True Crime Podcast. You know, the one with Mark and Charity. You're listening to it right now. Right now. Hit write a review. Leave five stars. Say Team Mark for the win. No. Know what they should say? What's that? Flava. And I'm going to tell you how it's spelled. <laughs> oh, boy. F-L-A-V-A-H. All right. Do yourself a flava. Yep. A flava. That would be great. Yeah. I can't even, the last time we mentioned this, like, it was unbelievable. We had like six or seven Oh my God, so you guys, it's so, we appreciate it more than you know. Seriously. That is actually probably one of the best ways people can help the show grow. I agree. Because that is what makes it get shared more. It's weird how it works. I don't understand the algorithm. All I know is it needs five stars. You don't understand it. Yeah, Charity at <laughs> least understands Charity, it more than me. Charity's in the dark. <laughs> I just show up with my stories. FYI, guys, a little status update from the Case Watch Studios. Charity knows how to open up Microsoft Docs now. I do. And she can open up Word mm -hmm. and she can write her little stories. I do. And she knows how to put them in view mode. You know, I don't pat myself on the back very often, but I can say now I know how those high school teachers feel when they see their students walk across the stage and grab their diploma. It's like, I really succeeded with this one. Like, Mark, I'm over here all excited. Mark. What's that? What do I, what, how... In how evolved with the computer and the such do I have to be to get a case watch diploma? Oh, you got a ways to go. All right. But you'll let me know. I'll let you know. Can I get the whole thing and you shake my hand and we smile for a picture? Let's do it on Facebook Live. Yes. Let me have charity or computer diploma. We'll play that the song. That dun, you want. Dun, dun, dun. No, that's that's the no. here comes the chief. Yeah. Ah, I'm not good at remembering that. Well, stuff. just we can, we we can make our own song. It kind of sounds like um Macho Man Randy Savage's dun 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 dun. I mean, dun, if you're the school person, dun, 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 dun. you can pick it. Oh yeah, see that's right. Yeah, that's good, it. Good Macho job. Man music. Good job, Mark. Proud of myself, pretty good. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Guess what I have today? <laughs> that can go so many different ways. Uh, a cold? No. I have some triple D's. Cooties. <laughs> I'm sure I have cooties. That's definitely probably true. I have some triple D's. Okay. I love triple D's. But it is the disgusting edition. Ew. Yep. I can just see if the ones that you've already said weren't disgusting enough. I can't wait to see what these ones are. Yeah. All right. Break it down. Let's hear them. Here's the first one. Starting in 2012 in Akron, Ohio, a man named quote unquote, the bowel movement bandit. Oh, I like it already. Dropped loads on 19 vehicles. <laughs> he also thought it was amazing to poop on children's toys if they were left out of anyone's front yard. Another one of his joys was to smear his feces on car door handles and rearview mirrors. I'm not down with this. No? No. This is unacceptable. Finally, March of 2015, a neighbor was able to get a picture of the disgusting man while he was leaving a deposit. Oh my God, that's funny. Do you want to hear something really strange? I sure do. After the police showed this picture publicly, 
and asked for help from the community in identifying him, strangely, the drop-offs stopped altogether. Odd how that happens. Isn't it? That's funny. Yeah. I have an, gross. I have, that guy's a total douchebag. I have another one. Of course you do. In 2017, Connecticut neighbors of a cul-de-sac noticed human feces in the circle on more than one occasion during the months of November and December. On December 15th, a 43-year-old woman was caught pooping in the circle by a neighborhood camera. <laughs> police were called and the woman was arrested for second-degree breach of peace. When police asked the woman why so much pooping in public, she said she was lactose intolerant but couldn't stay away from dairy because she loved it so much. When she would indulge and couldn't make it home, she would use the cul-de-sac as her dumping grounds, literally. All right. I, I have some questions. <laughs> I have questions, Do you have questions? Too. All right. I want to hear your well, questions. I have a statement, I guess. Okay. I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. And I know I really shouldn't have any of that stuff, but I love strawberry McDonald's shakes. Yeah. So I'll deal with the consequences. I have right. to. Do you go into a cul-de-sac and poop in the public? No, no. I usually go in the woods. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You pick a cul-de-sac that's wide open. You don't even try to conceal yourself. That's that's my question. Something more is going on. Because if you are lactose intolerant and it's an emergency, you're going to find a wooded area and you're going to skadoo behind a tree and you're going to drop it like it's hot. Or maybe not uh, have dairy before you go out for a hike. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, a little critical thinking going on there. So this last one. Is was sent in by our friend Walter, who finds some really good ones. Thank you, Walter. A 32-year-old woman from Texas was fired from a pizza shop where she had worked as a delivery driver. She seemed like a model employee for the first three years delivering pizzas. Something must have changed because customer complaints started to come in. Pizzas were being delivered cold and very late. Pizzas were also arriving whole. No slices had been cut. According to this angry employee, she was sick of customers hardly tipping her or not tipping at all. In fact, she decided to punish these customers another way other than making them wait and oh, giving no. them cold, unsliced pizzas. Do we want to poke guesses? I, I, uh, I, I can guess. I don't want to know, though. Go ahead, Charity. Let's ruin my pizza delivery days. She thought it would really burn the non-tippers' biscuits if she squirted some of her own vaginal fluid on top of the pizza. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. This is so much worse. Here is what she had to say in her own words. I got fed up not getting tipped by the same customers over and over. Some of them had big old houses and nice cars. I figured that's money in the bank. Welp, nope. Then an idea comes to me. If they won't give me a tip... I'll give them something extra special directly from me. And that's when I got the idea to squirt on the pizzas before I delivered them to the non-tippers. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, it's not a good idea. The employee was caught when several customers noticed a strange liquid type of material oh my God. dripping off their pizzas. The case is currently under investigation. Wow. Total dipshit. God. Dipshit, douchebaggery. Yeah. I try to mix them together. And I I'm like feeling. when Mark makes up words. It's like a, a dipshit duper. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a great word. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, so that was my last one. I wanted to end it with that one because it was the grossest, I think. I mean, the other two were gross too, 
but people are eating that. Yeah, that adds it to a whole new level. Right? That just scares me. I know. You know how many times I order delivery or Uber Eats or stuff like that? Like, they know my house. <laughs> I hope you tip them well, Mark. Of course I do. I'm Mark from Case Watch. All right, well, just making sure, because I don't want any funky stuff being done to your food. I got to keep you healthy here. I'm just never ordering delivery again. That's oh. And that's his favorite thing. I know. I like sit over here. Usually when we used to record on Sundays, like Charity would see me picking my phone up as we're getting close to the end. Yep. And Is that I'm what you're ordering doing? Uber Eats. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my that's, goodness. That's my MO. It's funny, goodness. though. It is. All right. I'm super excited to hear the end of this case. Yes. It's going to get really, really gory, guys. Um, and it involves some really gross stuff. So that's a little uh, FYI. Trigger warning, gross, nasty stuff coming ahead. Yeah. So let's uh, see where we're at here. So this this man, Richard Chase, clearly was in need of a mental intervention. That's an understatement. Understatement of the year. Things continue to progress in a scary manner. In just a few months later, after he was found with the you know cow blood. Yeah, that's gross. Richard shot and killed Ambrose Griffin. Ambrose was a 51-year-old engineer. He was outside helping his wife bring in groceries when he was shot dead. His wife watched him fall. Isn't that sad? Yeah. He was helping her bring in groceries. See, that's why I don't help my girlfriend bring groceries in. Yes, you do. (laughs) It's so full of it. No, if you remember, I got that new Walmart thing. They deliver them for me now. That's right. That's right. No one was identified in the supposed drive-by at the time, according to the FBI. Richard's next victim would be on January 23rd, 1978. All right, I have questions. Okay, yeah. Was that first one just completely unprovoked? Like he didn't know the guy? Was it just like a thrill kill? It must be. He just drove by and just shot. That's the worst right there. I know. I know. It's bad. So his next victim was Teresa Terry Wallen, a 22-year-old woman. She and her husband, David, were expecting their first child. Oh, no. She was just three months along. That's horrible. So sad. Richard waited until he saw Teresa take the trash out and snuck into the home. David was at work. What he did to the young woman was unspeakable. He shot Terry three times, then stabbed her. After she was dead, he raped and defiled her body. He cut off her nipples and pulled her organs out of her body. Ew. She was disemboweled and it looked as if her intestines had a clean cut. He drank her blood out of a yogurt cup and left the cup behind. He then smeared her blood all over the walls of the home the young couple shared. I can't even imagine, right? You're starting out your life. You're a young married couple. You're so excited for your first child. And this monster appears in your home. Yeah. And now the first thing this, this husband sees, he comes home expecting to see his beautiful wife and comes in on this scene. I couldn't even put myself into that situation. Yep. David had some car trouble, so he arrived home later than he normally did. So he arrived home around 6 p.m. When he entered his home expecting to be greeted by his wife, it was pitch black in the home. Their German shepherd was there, but Terry was nowhere in sight. This is a weird next thing. The stereo was playing music and there was an open trash bag in the middle of the hallway and there were quote unquote oil stains on the carpet. At least that's what it looked like. Oh no. Oil stains in the darkness. David followed the stains that led to the bedroom he shared with his wife. 
turned the light on and started screaming when he saw Terry lying on her back with her body cut open and her intestines pulled out with her underwear around her ankles. David had this to say to the son. I had no idea where I was or who or what I had seen. It was beyond all comprehension. All I know is the noise I was making. I was screaming so much that my neighbors raced over to help me. I guess Terry and David had planned to name the baby Dane if it was a boy. Doesn't that put it into perspective? Yeah. Makes it real. Brings it home. That's horrible. I can't, I can't imagine the horror of this poor guy. I mean, of course, you you wouldn't be able to, your brain wouldn't be able you're to. You're never the same. Thing. God, no. Nope. You're, no. you're ruined for life after this. Officers that were in the, that on the scene have said they were left with Terry's image for a lifetime. Oh, yeah. That's so horrible. But guess what? Richard still went unnoticed, but this horrific murder set off a large investigation that led to other findings. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Just a few days after Terry's murder, a home nearby had been broken into and the remains of a dog were found. Also, a few days before Terry's murder, the Edwards family found Richard in their home. He got in through an unlocked door. Robert Edward tried to grab him as he fled, but he wasn't able to. It was discovered that the the madman pooped in the couple's baby crib. That's what is wrong I with this guy? I mean, uh, clearly very mentally. Lots insane. of things. Where do we start? I know, but wow. It, right? I just don't understand. This is something. And how lucky uh, was this family though? Yeah. I, this is something that I'll never understand is how these things come to people's head as like, this is an idea of something I, I should do. But he, uh, here's my thing. He was pretty much undiagnosed, right? Yeah. So if he was like schizophrenic, a voice could have told him you need to defecate in the baby crib. You're right. It you very know, well know, could be that. Who knows? The FBI was called in after the gruesomeness of Terry's murder. Agents Russ Vorpagel and Robert Ressler would lead the investigation. They gathered as much information as they could and came up with a profile. This was a tall, very thin, malnourished man, filthy, and would keep on killing. So they knew by the profile that he would not stop. He was he was a madman. He was just yeah. going to keep going. The FBI asked for any information the public might have to find this killer. Unfortunately, there'd be more murders. On January 27th, 1978, Richard would strike again, murdering Evelyn Murroth in her home and Daniel Meredith, a family friend, along with Evelyn's six-year-old son. Oh, that's horrible. And you know what immediately I think of is 
please, please, I hope they murdered the boy first or he murdered the boy first and it was quick because to watch uh, for a little boy to watch uh, and that be the last thing you see. I know that's a horrible thing to wish, but yeah, I get what you're saying. You know saying. what I mean? I just. Ah, so that's sad. so gross. It's so bad. I can't even believe this. This massacre also took place in Sacramento, California. Daniel was shot in the head, killing him. So it sounds like at least it was quick. Richard would sexually assault Evelyn with a knife before killing her and mutilating her body. Ew. He then removed some of her organs and made sure they were filled with blood before he ran off. A concerned neighbor entered the home to find a massacre and called the police right away. Again, being the concerned neighbor, oh my God, you just knock on the door. Yeah. No one's answering. You open it. And to find this, oh my God. Yeah, that's understatement of the year. This is going to get really bad. And guys, I apologize. Not if it hasn't already been bad enough. Evelyn had been watching her 22-month-old nephew, Michael Ferreira, at the time of the attack. And when his mother came to the house to pick him up, it was discovered the baby was missing. Oh, no. When the police looked in the baby's playpen, they found a gruesome sight. There was a ton of blood in a pillow with a bullet hole. So he knew enough to make the sound be a little more silent. By yeah, like so. So there is some premeditation, right? It's it's. I don't know. This discovery led authorities to believe that the baby was shot and killed, and his little body was taken by the killer. Did he take him that way? He could take the blood later. I assume that is horrible. About five days later, police received a call from Nancy Holden. She was in her twenties at the time and had gone to school with Richard. Richard approached Nancy at a store while she was checking out. He recognized her and asked if she knew he, who he was. She noticed how dirty, smelly, and sickly thin he was, and that he had blood stains on his shirt, but did recognize him as Richard Chase. Richard then told her she needed to give him a ride. She ignored his request and cashed out as quickly as she could. So she knew right away something was not right with yeah, him. Yeah, get out of there. He followed her out to her car, still telling her he needed a ride. Nancy was so frightened by him, she got in her car as quickly as she could and drove off, calling police right away. So she was so taken by his appearance and how he was acting that she knew she had to call the police. Not even knowing. I mean, nobody knew anything at this point. So he's walking around. He was a sight to be seen there. Yeah. The police ran a background check on Richard and found out he was registered to a twenty-two caliber pistol. They also discovered, which... Another thing, he's a, he's a man that has been in and out of mental facilities and was able to register yeah. a pistol. That's a little scary. Agreed. They also discovered he was living less than a mile from all the murders. Detectives went to Richard's apartment with a team of armed police officers. They asked him if they could speak with him, and he refused. So the team waited in the hallway for him to leave and arrested him as soon as he did. When he was arrested, his jacket and shoes were both stained with blood, and he was carrying a box that had blood all over it as well. Inside the box? No, wait a minute, Charity. Come on. What's in the box? What's in the box? It's not a head. Okay. (laughs) Thank God. That movie. That movie? Okay, so Charity doesn't get scared. We know this. Yeah. That movie, though, was a darn good movie. Yes, it was. What was it? Um, Seven? Yeah. Such a good Seven movie. Deadly Sins. That oh movie is unbelievable. Oh. Inside, they found pieces of ripped bloody wallpaper and the 22 also covered in blood. So 
Was he ripping? He must have ripped the wallpaper as a souvenir. I don't know. In yeah, that makes him? no sense to me. It's weird, right? That is. I mean, that sounds kind of silly. That's the one thing that we think is weird yeah, about this. Yeah, that sounds a little stupid. But I, <laughs> no, but I hear what you no, mean. It's very out of place and very odd. There was like no explanation. Yeah. I don't know. Richard tried to explain this away, saying the blood belonged to some dogs he had recently killed. Like, that would be okay, too, right? Yeah, that's okay. Don't, don't worry. These don't, weren't humans yeah. I killed. Just some dogs. Just some dogs. When Richard's pockets were checked, they found Dan Meredith's wallet. Finally. Oh, a connection now. Finally. The crazed man had to be detained by using force. The twenty caliber gun was matched to all of the murders. In searching the apartment, authorities found a large butcher knife, animal collars, rubber boots, three blenders full oh of my blood. God. Oh. And more than one dish in the refrigerator with body parts on them. Oh my God. That is gross. Can you imagine that scene? No. Nope. Nope. (laughs) A calendar was also found on each of the days that the murders took place. The word today was written. You know, he didn't want to forget any of his brutal murdering. Keep that in mind about the about the calendar thing. That's going to come up in a little bit. Okay. Lastly, a decapitated baby's body was found in an abandoned parking lot in a box. Ugh. It was determined that this was the body of Michael Ferreira, Evelyn Merritt's nephew. That's horrible. Oh, that really hurt my heart. Yeah. Really hurt my heart. Richard was charged with six counts of murder and his trial began in 1979. The defense used his mental illness to try to avoid the death penalty by trying to reduce the sentence to second degree murder in the hopes of getting him life in jail instead. They would say he was erratic and there was no planning involved in the murders. Really? This defense didn't work and Richard was deemed sane at the time of the murders. I'm slightly confused by this as he had a lifetime of proven illnesses. Just drinking blood alone, Mark. Yeah. And his reasoning... Or it was crazy. All I'm not the, on board with this finding of not, you know, crazy. Well, I kind of looked into this a little bit because I, for myself, I wanted to understand more. And also, if I were the loved ones of the people killed, I mean, I'd want them to do the max, right? We've talked about this. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't want any leniency towards nope, them. None. You didn't show my loved one any leniency with their life. You get no leniency with yours. Right. True crime author Kevin Sullivan had this to say. Do you know who Kevin Sullivan is? I do not. I didn't either, but this makes a little bit, puts a little sense to it. Okay. Chase possessed enough realty to conceal his crimes, fully understanding that murder is against the norms of society. In other words, Chase worked to avoid detection, and despite whatever mental illnesses were present within him, he would be declared mentally ill but legally sane. All right, that does make sense to me. That makes more sense, right? That does. I was like, he clearly has mental. He's got enough mental acuity to try to operate without being caught. Yeah, I get it. Richard was found guilty for first-degree murder in all six counts. He was sentenced to death May 8, 1979. Many inmates, including some of the most hardened, were said to be afraid of Richard. They knew exactly what kind of crimes he committed and how gruesome they were. Prison guards would later say the inmates tried to get him kill- tried to get him to kill himself because none of them even wanted to go near him because of f- fear. 
Yeah. That they that he would kill them because he did, just didn't care. Robert Ressler was an FBI agent and author. He helped in profiling many serial killers in the 1970s. Richard got the okay to have Ressler interview him in jail on more than one occasion. Here are some of the things he had to say. He claimed he killed, but it wasn't his fault. He had to keep himself alive. The whole blood thing, I guess, you know, how to make his penis work. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. He talked about fearing the Nazis and UFOs. He wanted Ressler to give him a radar gun so he could catch the Nazi UFOs so they could stand trial for the murders. That's odd. Yeah. I mean. That person's completely sane. Yep. Well, I mean, the fact that he's even asking for a radar gun. I know. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I think we're a little past that point. At one point during an interview, Richard pulled a handful of mac and cheese out of his pants and handed it to wrestler. (laughs) He said he had the noodles in his pants because the guards were working with the Nazis and attempting to kill him. I'm not quite sure how the mac and cheese would save him, but it must have made him feel like better, I guess. I I don't know. We'll see you have it in there. I mean, I'm trying to figure out ways to take mac and cheese to work with me like that. That's a good idea. I mean, if that was the only place you could store it, I could see you doing that. You would thank me one day, Jared, if we were on a road trip in the middle of the <laughs> desert and like the car broke down and you made fun of me about my mac and cheese storage facility. <laughs> and while you're sitting there starving to death at three in the morning, when I me? pulled out my, my crotch mac and cheese you and started share eating it, with it me? you really want to eat mac and cheese from my crotch? Other than dying. That sounds so weird. How do we even start talking about this? We just talked about this before. How do we get to the places we get at? Oh, I would totally make you watch me eat it. That's mean. I would share my crotch macaroni and cheese with you. I'm going to let that sit there for a minute. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's going to be a new new text ringtone. It's when Charity Calls is going to be like, I would let you eat my crotch macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Also, we could even come up with a line of underpants to store food in. We're on to something. Good job. We'll get it patented and we'll get back to you guys. Okay, yes. let's go on. Be on the, the Case Watch Crime Creep store soon. <laughs> People are going to stop posting pictures. He admitted to walking around the streets and trying to open doors at various homes. If the home was unlocked, it meant he was welcome to come in. If it was locked, he took that as he wasn't welcome. So, guys. Lock your doors. I've been checking my doors before I go to bed every night just to double check they're locked. Because that made me, like, freaked out. Yeah. While in jail waiting for his death, he was prescribed medicine to help his mental illness. Instead of taking any of the pills, he saved and he hid them. So that shows that he's that shows that he's thinks ahead. Yeah, he's got right. He's got enough going on in there. He's got enough of reality, even though he goes in and out of it. It's weird. He's a very interesting. I, I bet. I bet professionals found him to be very interesting. To I study. agree. Yeah, I agree. He used the massive number of pills to commit suicide and was found dead in his cell on December 26th, 1980. So he didn't serve much jail time at all. What a year. Not even. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. Right. Again, this whole thing happened in a rather short and time frame near thing. the end. Here's my thing. Well, first off, like I just said, this act of him killing himself and saving the pills does show some clarity. Oh, yeah. Right? He came up with a plan, a plan, and he, he followed it. And I don't know. He, why now does he kill himself? Probably because now he's not living life on his own terms. But he was going to die anyways because he was on the death row. Yeah, but 
I mean, honestly, That's if you true. were on How death row, right? what would you rather do? You're right. He's not able to get blood where he is. That's true. And he really needed blood. Yep. Especially in prison. I'm still really confused, though, on the whole mel- mentally ill and legally sane. It's a good discussion to have, though, right? I mean, it really is. What that what you read actually put a little bit of clarity into it. I mean, yeah. It really did. It did. Because at first I was like, no, this guy is not competent. But he lives so many other facets of his life right. competently. Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Right. What exactly proves that someone is mentally insane? That's a good question. These actions appear to be from a person mentally insane. They really are. But doing the other stuff that he does yeah. proves that he has some sort of sanity. Well, and part of the prosecution's case was the fact that he wrote on that calendar. That's why I said, let's remember that. I personally think he wrote it on just so he could remember that was the days I killed. But they, so, you know, I have a different thinking. See, okay, that's why I wanted to say it. My thinking is that's the days he fed. That's oh. what I'm putting it in my head. Like, these are the days that I had my blood. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what I thought. Maybe I'm completely no, wrong and I mean, seeing things weird, but... Who knows? That's what made sense to me. He's marking it down today. Today's the day. Wow. But unfortunately, he killed himself, so we'll never find out. Nope, we won't. It's sad. We, what we do have, though, is a story that really happened to one of our creeps. Oh, yes, that's right. You did say that. I'm Her excited. name is Kimberly, and she actually shared this with us quite a while ago before I even started to research this case. Okay. And it happened. It was an event that happened to she and her mother. And it was in the mid to late seventies in the Sacramento area. Are you ready? I certainly am. She says my grandmother recently had to leave her first floor apartment and was in a nursing home. My mom and I flew up from Southern California to visit her. Me being the youngest. I went with my mom. There was a couple that babysat me one evening for a few hours for my mom. I'm assuming they were close to my grandmother because my mother would never have left me with anyone she didn't know. I recall them being so nice and had games and puzzles. They put me at ease quickly. A few hours later, my mom arrived to pick me up. They talked for a little while. Then it was time for us to go. I couldn't have been older than five. You know, when you're very young, the most wonderful and the most scary parts are the ones that etch in their memory. This was the first time I recall being absolutely terrified. Then she says, read on. My mom and the neighbors said their goodbyes. We started walking down the outside concrete stairs. I remember feeling nervous about the steps because they were open slat stairs. And in my little mind, I was going to fall through. My mom knew I was very nervous about this and held my hand extra tight, telling me it was okay. We went down to the bottom. And as we turned the corner, we see a man looking through my grandma's apartment window. Startled, my mom said with a tight grip on my hand, can I help you? Mark and Charity, I remember, and remember is in all caps, to this day, like it was yesterday, because it was absolutely traumatizing to me. He turned slowly towards us and moaned like a zombie drooling. His shirt was covered with what I thought at the time was paint. My mom screamed and ran back up the stairs with me. For real, my feet never touched the steps. My mom was screaming, pounding on the door for the couple upstairs we had just left. They opened the door and calmed my hysterical mom. I just remember her shouting, lock the door, lock the door. I was terrified because my mom was hyperventilating and I had never seen my mom like that and never ever did again. They called the police and I remember them listening to her account of what happened. 
I cannot even remember if they talked to me or not. Years later, when I got much older, my mom told me we came face to face with the vampire of Sacramento. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, I have the chills. I have yeah. the chills. Wow. She so lucky. Face to face with this man. And by lucky, I mean lucky that they escaped, not lucky that they saw him. Exactly. Holy crap. Isn't that crazy? That really is. It, it, it's a bigger question, I guess. You know, it makes me wonder. We don't even think about it. We walk by so many people every day. We don't realize that that person could be a serial killer. Mark, I work with the public. Yeah. Do you know how many people I see a day? Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you know how many how many people I've seen in my lifetime work with the public that I could have cut a serial killer's hair? Yeah, that's nuts. Right? Maybe one of these days... Well, I can kind of say it. It doesn't matter. Like I've mentioned it kind of before on here. I, and I can say names because this is proven. Like this is this lady's in jail. I towed a lady's car back. I would say. <gasps> you told me this story, guys. This is creepy. I don't even know. Probably in 2013-ish, maybe. Forgive me if I'm a couple years off. And she was crazy. Yep. Extremely crazy. Like, and you could tell there was something wrong with her. And. I was like, yeah, this is this is a different, weird individual. And I picked them up in Manchester, New Hampshire, and I towed them to South Royalton, Vermont. And that's quite a haul. And paid the bill by check. And then the next day, when they went to deposit the check, the check wouldn't, you know, it was no good. And then that person had made accusations of sexual harassment against me. The thing that they don't realize is that truck has got audio and video. Thank God. In it, they all do. They record what's going on because stuff like this happens. Of course, yep. So obviously, I didn't do anything, and it was proven I didn't do anything, and this lady was batshit crazy for calling a spade a spade. And I happened to be on my way to work maybe two months later, and I hear on a news story that there was an individual in Vermont who killed her mom, then killed another family member and then went to the state office building and killed a couple state office workers. That's wild. Oh my yeah. God. And it was that lady. I had her wow. in my truck with me for almost three hours. Wow. Acting crazy, skittish, weird, like freaking out. It is something that I will never forget for the rest of my life. Wow. Just like Kimberly. Yeah. I get it. Like it's etched in my head. Like, yeah. But now imagine all the people that walk by you that have never been caught no, doing what no, they're doing. I don't want to because I don't know if I can do this podcast. It's a scary world. It, yeah, it really is. I know. Well, Charity, you hit it out of the park with this one. Good job, everybody. I'm giving her a round of applause around around the microphone. He's doing it. Can you see? Yeah. He loves doing that. It's fun. Um, I do want to just end it and talk a little bit about the victims again. Absolutely. I like to do that at the end because it's it's very important. Yeah, it shows them the respect that they so deserve. And it's what we do this. This is why we do yep. this. We have to get their names out and, you know, give them a little something. Ambrose Griffin, 51. Ambrose was an engineer and father of two. He was shot by Richard as he drove by and his poor wife witnessed the entire thing, as we had said earlier. Then we have Teresa Wallen, who was 21. Teresa was three months pregnant when she was killed and her husband, David, had her cremated and spread her ashes in the coastal town of Jenner, where they loved visiting and camping. Evelyn Mirath, 38, 
was babysitting her nephew, 22-year-old, 22-month-old, sorry, David. A neighbor slash friend, Dan Meredith, 51, had come over to check on her, which is so nice, Mm -hmm. right? Dan was actually watching the six-year-old Jason, Evelyn's six-year-old, and the baby so Evelyn could take a bath when the monster showed himself and took all their lives. That's horrible. Let's just not forget these victims and the horrors they endured by the hands of a crazed man. Seriously. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I just can't, I I don't know. The more I do this, it's like, wow, I I just. It's a scary world. It's a scary world. Not everybody's like us, Charity. No, and you just don't know. You could just be going about your business, doing your normal day-to-day thing. It's, that's what really puts it in perspective for me personally. All right, the movie that I've told everybody to watch, that you watch, Mr. Brooks. Yes. Oh, such a good movie. He says in that movie, not Mr. Brooks, but Dane Cook says, that person doesn't know they're going to die tomorrow. Yep. They go about their everyday life and they don't know it's their last breath. It's so scary, but that is such a a true statement. All of these movies are based in some sort of fact in some way or another, and it's very scary to think of. I agree. It's very scary. But as Charity said, let's not forget about all the victims because that's why we do this podcast. It is. Guys, we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.